Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that wants you to just say no to zombies. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Yo, guys, say no to zombies. I know we come off as being narcs a lot of the time, but we're, like, really serious about this one. Listen, kids, when I'm about to 420 blaze it, (laughs) I think to myself, we're doing this, we're smoking this blunt. Reefer, yeah. Oh, a reefer. Will it summon an undead horror beyond imagination? If so, I don't do it. So this is season five, episode 17, Forever, original air date, April 17th, 2001. Michaela, 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 the the wacky magic fun times, they just keep on coming. I wanted to call this monster of the week. (laughs) It's just, it's none of it's good, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah, it's, it's monster of the five years. Yeah, I guess it is. They had to have some episode like this. I mean, they have to resolve the things that happened last episode in the body. And so they have to have some sort of funeral type episode. And I think this makes sense for the Buffyverse. Yeah, it it's an episode in which nothing concrete happens. One thing happens, I would it, say. It has to happen. This episode has to take place. Because you've got a lot of emotions to talk about. And just, like, going from the body to back to everything's normal again would yeah, not that can't work. Happen. It would be no. so jarring. You would think, like, did I did I miss something? Oh, yeah, that would be impossible to do. But then you've got this and makes kind of makes Reptile Boy feel like a packed episode. I'm going to say there are two things that happen in this episode. Yes, I would agree with that. Number one, Angel comes back. Number two, Joyce comes back. That's it. Oh, I have two wildly different things. Oh, interesting. So we'll get to those. So we start off and Buffy's doing some coffin shopping. So the music is trying to play it like it's vampire hunting. Yeah. And you just got to love that hashtag unnecessary drama, right? It's very unnecessary because you're like, okay, we get it. Like. We, we, we see what you're doing here, show. No, my first thought was casket shopping. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, oh, but maybe she's vampire hunting. And I'm like, no, no she's not. You're selling it too hard. Uh, yeah. She's obviously shopping for a casket. Which is spooky in its own way, but not the type of spooky they're trying to sell us by any means. This funeral director comes in <gasps> and when Buffy says what she's chosen, he's like, oh, good. What, what's his line? It speaks of your feelings for the deceased. Yeah, he essentially makes it sound like the fact that she chose this particular coffin means that she really loved her mom. I read it as because she chose this very expensive coffin, oh, yeah. she loved her mom. Potential. And it just, I mean, it comes off as very fake, which is the intention, I suppose. And you're supposed to be disgusted by this funeral man, I guess. Like, you know what? Just chuck me in a box made of particle board or something. Set that shit on fire. Just set some shit on fire. Why are we (laughs) burying everybody in the ground? Guys. Set the shit on fire. No, this mausoleum nonsense that Joyce does not take part in, but But just generally happens. No. No, no, I don't need no house. I'm dead. I'm dead. It's a big stone house. I don't need that. Just like scatter my ashes somewhere. Super illegal, but do it anyways. You know, (laughs) I want to, I want to die how I lived. Being super illegal and cool. Doing super illegal shit. Yeah. 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 
So take it from someone who's very cool, kids. Don't raise zombies. <laughs> right? It doesn't end well. Just like <laughs> every character in this episode will tell you. Yeah. So many times. So, so many times. So they brought Don to the coffin shopping, and Buffy's like, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Yeah, <laughs> Buffy, you shouldn't have. I've been such the fool. <laughs> such the fool. I mean, she's got shit to figure out. Don's got shit to figure out. Obviously, this is really hard. And a lot of this episode was me being like, oh, I'm super bored. Oh, no, but but your emotions are actually really valid. Uh, what's happening on Reddit? <laughs> it's, it's tough. I think we're at the point that we don't hate Don anymore. But we're still not that interested in her feelings. Or like her as a character at all. So the fact that Dawn is in pain is sad. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) It's not that interesting. Nah. No. (laughs) And then when she's doing something that's clearly self-destructive and a terrible idea, it's like, uh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, though, the entire episode, and like, I didn't really notice this, but Buffy does not directly look at her or hug her the entire time until they have that fight at the end. Cool. Good it's job. pretty neat. Yeah. You know, never making eye contact with the person you're in the scene with. I also wasn't making a lot of eye contact with this episode. <laughs> okay, so we got to figure out some flowers. I totally missed that Boreana's name drop in the start. Oh, did you? Every I time totally I see it. it. And then I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna know. Not that this one's particularly interesting. I saw Joel Grey, and I wasn't sure who that was. He's the master of ceremonies from Cabaret. Oh, yeah. And he's also the creepy lizard dude. I was gonna go on, like, a whole thing about Jay Grey if you didn't know who he was, but... I didn't really know who he was. Is he in anything else cool? I mean, like, he was a very prolific figure in Broadway in general. So he's born in 1932, so... At this point, like now, he is 86. So a lot of the stuff that he did was when we were not alive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, he was on lots of things and he's got an Academy Award, a Tony Award, and a Golden Globe. So he's doing something, right? He's nearly at that EGOT, right? Yeah. Oh, he's he's so close to EGOT. You need an Emmy? (laughs) Yeah. A Golden Globe, an Oscar, and a Tony. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wait, no, he is close. Yeah, he's just missing the Emmy. Yeah. Damn. So he's a god. (laughs) (laughs) So you had mentioned earlier in the series that Hank Summers had suddenly become a... uh, What what phrase did you use? Oh, I don't... Did I have a particular phrase? Yeah, it was not blowhard. Did uh, I call him a deadbeat? Deadbeat, Deadbeat, yes. And I thought at that point, I mean, he's just skipped the country with his secretary heading for Spain. No big deal. Is that necessarily a deadbeat? And now I'm like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) he hasn't, he hasn't called. You've tried calling him all over the place and he's just not picking up the phone about his dead ex-wife or his daughters that are now in considerable strife. It's an interesting thing to include in my opinion because if they hadn't had this scene where they're talking about how Hank Summers is the worst would you have even remembered that you were (laughs) supposed to be thinking about like where is Hank Summers no it's a good thing to tie up it's just oddly divergent from my picture of Hank Summers which was like didn't get along with Joyce very well but you know made the effort to see his daughter 
generally and recently obviously has been doing a worse job of that but mm. this is so far beyond that though you're right yeah this is crazy pants Maybe he's just in such a remote location that it's impossible to reach him. I mean, this was a different time, right? Right. You can't just text someone anywhere and they're going to get it. No, it's not going to work. We're talking about some flowers here. And is this your first picture? Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> Willow's got so, a kicking cowboy shirt happening. I don't even know what does to indeed. say about this. <laughs> it's just got like the different shoulders from the rest of the shirt. That makes it look very cowboy-esque. Don't you feel like it's kind of velvety? It is kind of velvety. The green, so it's mostly green, mm-hmm. but then it has, yeah, the the Camo? top. I don't even know what that is. I Pink guess splotches. Yeah, it's sort of a camo-ish, like brownish. I don't know. It just she's a very jaunty cowboy, mm-hmm. hence hence the yeehaw. I mean, it's a well-deserved yeehaw. Yeah, <laughs> it's all nonsense. She's trying to talk to Don a bit, and Don's just being a moped. <laughs> a moped? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the little Vespa type thing. <laughs> I hear it now. Uh, my, that's yeah, that's on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's being a right moped, governor. <laughs> God. She's been a mopsy head. Is that better? Probably not. <laughs> I think you just got to emphasize the H. A mope head. Mope head. No, no. no it no, doesn't. The, it just... No, because the, the P is aspirated, so it doesn't work. Mm. It just, it sounds like you don't know how to say moped. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can still hear the H. I'm not saying the H. Okay, we need to move on from this. <laughs> okay, so Spike shows up with flowers, right? For Buffy and... and Xander's all like, what do you think you're doing? Trying to score points with your flowers? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, this isn't about Buffy. And he brings up the point that, yeah, Joyce and Spike actually did have a very friendly relationship. Like, he sat on the counter and laughed at her work stories. Or she went over and took shelter with him as things were heating up around the summer's home. They both watch Passions. They both watch Passions. They have Passions to talk about. You know, there's a reason that we had our Spoice fanfic. Except that he's an actual evil demon. So, like, does it make sense that he is at all sad about this? Mm. <laughs> he's I still don't an know. evil demon. They're trying to humanize him. and They are. <laughs> this scene paints him in a much better light than the rest of the season has. This entire episode, I would argue... He seems to be doing things... I mean, he does a dumb, a bunch of dumb shit later, Ugh. but he's doing it from a place of, for some reason, he also wants to bring Joyce back, and he doesn't want Buffy to know. So they're trying to, like, make it very clear he's not doing any of this because of Buffy. They're really mm-hmm. trying to backtrack on that, which yeah. they're going to they're gonna stick with that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shall we go to the funeral then? Yeah. So you've got uh, So Suave. I see. Yeah. And this is a picture of one Xander T. Harris. I debated heavily because I have two, I have two funeral pictures, funeral scene pictures, I should say. Uh And I, I was like, is this appropriate? And then I moved on and decided it was. So this slick backed hair that Xander's got going on. Xander should be ashamed of his hair. (laughs) His Nick Cage hair? It's awful. (laughs) It's grown out to just the wrong length. Oh, and it's all slicked back and his sideburns are way too long. Like, I feel like this is straight up Nick Cage con air hair. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I stand by that. I absolutely stand by that this is Nick Cage Connor hair. Mm-hmm. It's so like his hair, like the actor's hair in general, has gotten to a point where it is really long. Oh, it's too long. It's too long. And so in or if he were to show up with it all just like disheveled like it is for the rest of the episode, that also wouldn't be great. No. This is all this is not great. If he had gotten a symbolic haircut of mourning. Oh, that yeah. That would be fine. I'd be into uh, that. Does Giles grow a beard in Morning oh, of Joyce? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tony could definitely rock a beard. <laughs> All right. Hashtag bearded Giles on the lookout for that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. And then you've also got okay, but this coat, <laughs> which I fully agree with. I had taken a picture of this coat at first, yeah. and then I noticed something else that really needed my attention but let's talk about tara's coat okay. i was actually i was gonna call this hand me down because <laughs> it's a leather coat it's a red leather coat and i figured it went from faith and then buffy stole it for a while and started a while, wearing a yeah. bunch of leather <laughs> and now tara's gotten the double hand me downs so recently they've been i think they've been trying to make tara look more like the cool witch in terms mm-hmm. of how they dress her and willow a lot of the time is still like they've kind of gone more towards a cutesy thing with her again. Mm-hmm. So this coat is fine for Tara, I think, but not in this particular situation. <laughs> in a funeral? You don't want to a- show up to a funeral in a red leather coat? It's so red. It's a duster too. I mean, like it goes so long. <laughs> Buffy's also not wearing black. Oh, are you talking about never die? The fact that she's worn a turtleneck to her mother's <gasps> funeral? <sighs> Like, everyone else in this scene at this funeral is wearing what you would expect someone They're to wear. They're wearing appropriate funeral to attire. A funeral. And so Buffy is still wearing, I would call this somber, because it's, the, the, the colors are muted. It's just like a gray turtleneck and sort of like a dark taupe coat. Mm-hmm. It's not quite white. I don't know. So in defense of Buffy's outfit... My suspicion is that this makes her look like a distinct human when she's sitting beside Angel in the dark. Mm -hmm. Because if she was dressed in all black, Angel was dressed in all black, and they were sitting (laughs) together in the dark, they would just be a couple of weird floaty heads. Because this show doesn't know how to fucking light anything (laughs) or do any color corrections. Oh, God, it makes Mm. me so mad. And then, yeah, this this shot where Buffy and Tara are standing beside each other wearing these... (laughs) Things that you would not normally wear to a funeral. I didn't. I was like, have I been misinformed about appropriate funeral attire for my entire life? Tara is looking very action figure appropriate. She does look like an action figure. Yes. This is definitely something that I could see Tara action figure wearing. Mm-hmm. Does that exist? I mean, you know about the Tara action figure from Hush, right? Isn't it sold with a... a single piece of plastic that is the locked door that she can't get through. <laughs> I, so part of that's real, part of that is headcanon, and I can't remember which way around it is. There are Terra action figures I have discovered. Yeah. No, there actually is one about um, Hush, I think. Is it Hush or New Moon Rising? Oh, it was. It was New Moon Rising. Yes, it was. And then it was, we were joking about it being sold with a locked door. <laughs> That's just a single fused piece of plastic, yeah. Correct. Correct. Wow. The Anya one 
Anya action figure that I found here is really disturbing. I think I might have found the same one. Does it have a red? Yeah, red and she, shirt. Her sh- and her shoulders are like weirdly big. Yeah, like her shoulders are wider than her hips. Is that normal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it is. I think. Well, you're a a male human, so. It was a weirdly articulated. Is that Buffy or Faith? It's bad that I can't tell. Yeah. Oh, there's a shirtless spike. <laughs> With Horrific. realistic wounds on Horrific. his chest. Nice. And he's sold oh. with either socks or knives. I can't really tell because the plastic looks really shitty. I mean, he's probably cold, so the socks make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of these Terra action figures have no hips at all. Mm, They're just, just like straight a... down. Straight down. That's a distraction. Cut all right. Out. So, Jesus. <laughs> back to the funeral... We have everyone sad. Xander's ashamed of his haircut. Dawn wants to go over to Willow's place after the service. And as you alluded to, Angel shows up. And I'm like, it's good to see you, Dave. Like, hey, welcome (laughs) the fuck back. I didn't expect that shit. This this is the episode where you can put all the vampires back in the show. Last episode, there was no space for any vampires. This time, they got three or two of them. Two of them. Again, I don't think... That I would have been like, man, where was Angel if he wasn't here? <laughs> right? But he's just, like, he's not that far away. And this is a very major thing in Buffy's life. So I kind of get calling him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they're still pals. <laughs> they're kissing pals, aren't they? Yeah, they're both really bad at this whole being near each other thing. They're just right? like crazy bad at it. I really half expected Buffy to just be like, we should take a break at the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, and then the... next episode, Angel's just back. He's just God. back in there a couple again. And you're like, nice. I mean, that'd be what we would expect based on the track record of this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Donster goes over to the witch's house and she's like, hey, you're witches. Bring my mom back. Bring her back to life. And then Tara says a bunch of really reasonable, I would say wise things. And Willow Mm -hmm. just needs to shut the fuck up. Oh my God. Willow's the fucking worst this episode. Okay. So this is one of the things that I would argue happens. This is yet another time when we see that willow doesn't seem to have the appropriate level of respect for the magic she's talking about well it sounds like mikhail it sounds like you're getting into our first segment Woo! you know nothing you know nothing john snow you know nothing john snow you know nothing john snow <laughs> what's that a reference to Jon Snow. Oh, good. Is Willow Jon Snow? Willow is indeed Jon Snow. <laughs> and possibly Ygritte because of her hair. Oh, yeah. She is kissed by fire or something. Is that how you say her name? Anyway. It is. I just tried to make a portmanteau to their names and did not go well. No, it's not good Snow, at all. Snow greet? No. <laughs> I was no, thinking I'm... like Wigritte, which is also <laughs> not good. It's all disgusting, yeah. So, Willow, uh, this episode, Willow. Oh, boy, Willow. Okay, so she's like, hey. <laughs> hey, yeah, you can totally bring people back from the from the dead. Don't and even tell her. Why are you Tara's, telling her? Yeah, oh, Tara's my God. Tara's just like, no, it goes wrong every time. And Willow's like, technically. I mean, all those people got it wrong throughout history, I guess. But, but Dawn, <laughs> this person who has no magical experience... I mean, she should be given as much as of a chance as anyone else. I'm just going to 
pull this book out for her Whoa. and what she does with it is up to her and she you're probably like would have found that book anyways right oh, right just leaving this fucking grief-stricken girl in your apartment with all your magic shit after she said she wants to do a spell no no willow and then Oh my god, when Tara confronts her about it later, she's just excuse after excuse, and Tara does not pick up on any of it. And as we've discussed many times, Willow is the worst liar in the history of lying. How does Tara not cotton on? And it really seems like Tara just trusts her so implicitly that it doesn't even occur to her that Willow might be lying. Like, Willow's slipping up hard. Right, anyone if anyone acted this way in front of you you'd be like wow this person is really bad at lying but this is willow's character she doesn't think that there are downsides to magic despite having been put in a comma by magic no that was vampires also possibly magic she got like wicked nosebleeds a bunch of time through magic and arguably was almost killed by a troll. Right, yeah. I mean, not just her. And she almost uh, got all of her friends killed with all of her wishing nonsense. Correct. And still she's just like, oh, everything's fine. Not a big deal. I mean, like, before Dawn realizes, like, oh, you guys are witches, we can do this spell. She's sort of alluding to it. And Willow's like, oh, cool, yeah, no problem, Dawn. I'll teach you some magic right now while you're horribly grief-stricken and have no control over your emotions yeah let's do some spells together no big deal yeah yeah no willow's just so fucking dumb about (laughs) this one thing where it's so weird because she's so smart otherwise but yeah i mean this is for the next season and a half this is what she is this is her hubris and her flaw and it's good that she has a flaw right sure want her to be this perfect person who is incapable of making mistakes. But like after this episode, she should have had a major revelation. And I mean, we're going to have, it's going to be more than one time where like things go pretty bad. And someone's like, Hey Willow, maybe this magic stuff is dangerous. And she's like, "Mm." like really far awry. This will happen so many times that (laughs) I know that they want to set this up as her flaw, but like, come on, man, there's such a thing as subtlety. (laughs) Okay, so Zanya are banging, and Anya's going on about how she's more in touch with life and death now after this whole death thing has happened. She understands that she can start a family. She's not going to yet, but, like, she's really internalized a lot of things about mortality and about progeny. Yeah, and it's a, it's a very nice scene, actually. It's super nice. They're really giving Anya a lot of great stuff to say. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, this is great for her character development, but I also, I mean, it's great for the actress as well. She's not just Mm -hmm. around to be a joke anymore, which is actual characters. That is what we want from this show. Although I'll say that I don't actually think it wore super thin when they started changing it up. I think they handled it quite well. So, like, she was one note for quite a while. But it was maybe, it could have gone on longer. Like, they... They got out of it at the right point. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It was never the Anya show where she was like, oh, my literalness has gotten me into trouble again. How will the <laughs> Hendersons get out of this one? <laughs> right? There's a bazinga in there for good measure. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they actually went the other way. Usually characters get flanderized where like their initial quirk gets expanded into being their entire character. Right. She's gone the other way, which is yeah. very admirable. Good job, writers. Good job, writers. 
And yeah, no messing with life and death. Dawn's pushing real hard for that option. Tara and Willow are saying no for now, but Willow's like, huh, what's the worst that could happen, right? You're like, no, don't do it. Don't. To don't be do fair, it. I mean, what's one zombie? <laughs> That's not going to be that big of a problem. It's just going to scar Buffy and Dawn for the rest of their lives, probably. Exactly, yeah. No big deal. But I mean, if Willow was doing it, it would turn out fine, right? Oh, no probably. No magic has ever backfired for her. No, not on Willow. Willow's the best at magic. She's totally a registered witch. Yeah. So Angel and Buffy are now chilling in this tree un- in the graveyard, or under the tree, rather. Yo, what is this gigantic graveyard? <laughs> this is the biggest bloody graveyard we've ever seen on this show. Uh, we don't usually see the edges of the graveyard. The graveyard is meant to be boundless. And it's one of, like, 12 17. or 13. <laughs> I, feel like it's, I feel like it's 13-ish. It's some number in the teens. Let's let's yeah. agree to disagree on that. <laughs> uh-huh. I won't edit a clip of Giles saying how many in here to prove myself right. That'd be crazy. So petty. Uh, Twelve within the city limits. All you're going to do is prove me right, sucker. Anyways. Mm. <laughs> uh, Buffy blames herself for not being with Joyce when, you know, the aneurysm happened and saying that it might have made a difference and that, yeah, I know she's got a bunch of grief, but, like, I was definitely looking at what might have been uploaded to YouTube at this point. Yeah, and I mean, we're not huge Angel fans, so we weren't Ugh. very invested in this scene. There, This is sort of the start of this thing we're going to see where Buffy is has to be the parent now, right? Mm-hmm. And when you are a child... You think that your parents have all the answers and they just seem to know what to say all the time. And it's that realization that, like, they have no idea what they're doing. They're making it up as they go along. And mm-hmm. then when you become a parent, you have to do the same thing. And Buffy just hasn't really... I mean, she needs a lot more time to get to the point where she realizes that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffy and Angel kiss. And at Blah. first I was like, oh, get you some, girl. And then I was like, no, this is the worst Big time. mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> this is actually the worst time for possibly both of you. Yeah. Don't do that. It's Yo, I was reading idea. what happened on the Angel episode before this one, and it's bananas. <laughs> I don't. Can you we, tell me anything? We don't have time to go into it. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Like, it, there's just, I mean, like, I have to explain most of a season to you. It's just. Wow. So season two of Angel, right? Yeah. And they had, like. Like, have they figured out what they're doing at this point? Let's just put it this way. It involves Angel banging Darla. All right. (laughs) So I know from uh, some things that Darla comes back. Oh, I think you told me that she comes back like with a soul. She's a person. Right. Wait, but Angel can't have sex? (laughs) When he gives someone the dust. See, this is is why we weren't going to go into this. (laughs) Okay, I see. That makes sense. Well... (laughs) Let's just move on then to Ben, the cute nameless intern. Oh, hey, Ben. How you doing? Well, <laughs> he's talking to Jinx. And... Okay. Like, how often does this weird lumpy dude just like lurk around the hospital and no one has had a problem with this yet? I think I have the least problems. <laughs> L- Jinx provides the least number of problems lurk-wise of basically any lurker in this show. You got (laughs) your Spike, you got your Angel, you got your Ri-Fi, you got your Forest. Like, all these dudes, much more likely to be spotted than Jinx, although Jinx is around the hospital so much. 
I'm sometimes an idiot. he's in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, people have seen him. Oh yeah. What and are he's they wearing thinking? weird robes. It's weird. He's so lumpy. He's <laughs> Anyhow. so gross. Ben says that he's Glory's brother, and I'm like, mm. something like that. Yeah. He's not gonna help Glory find the key. He slips up and mentions that he's Ugh. not gonna give up an innocent. So he does that, and you're like, shit. You have you have to kill Jinx. You have to kill Jinx. You have no choice. And yeah. then he tries to, and you're like, "Go Ben, go Ben." But yeah. A, a shit poor Jinx. Yeah. B, poor Glory. Her minions mm. just keep dying. And they then do. C, Ben. What the fuck? You botched a simple stabbing. Oh my god. You you stabbed him. He's he's down. Like finish the job. You know. Like he's rolling around moaning at this point, and you just leave. That's crazy. Just wait. Wait around until you're sure. You Stab know? him again. A couple <laughs> a couple times. You've done it once. Yeah. Get him right in the soft bits. Stab, stab, stab. In those moments when you're not sure the undead are really dead dead, don't get all stingy with your bullets. <laughs> well, he tries to do the right thing. It doesn't work out for him. He's a, he's a nurse. He knows how to stab people, right? Actually, that's what that's nurses do. True. He should know how to stab people. Just try to put a needle in his fucking arm and you'll bleed him to death real quick. Hey, nurse jokes. Uh, <laughs> we love nurses. We're not an anti-nurse podcast. Mm. <laughs> Premier Buffy anti-nurse podcast. I like it. In brackets, with Dungeons and Dragons reference aplenty. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so Dawn doesn't want any damn vegetables. Hell She's no. like... Giles is just gonna pick me up whenever. Willow gets the book out for Dawn, and you're like, why? Did you miss Clip Watch? Clip Watch? What's that in your hair, Tara? (gasps) (laughs) Is that a (gasps) butterfly clip? (laughs) Tara's bringing it back! (laughs) I knew you weren't gonna notice. You never have noticed once in your entire life. Damn! I don't think I look at people's hair. You don't. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't look at the top of people's hair, at least. I think the Tara's... sides of people's hair are very informative to me, but the tops? Why bother? Tara's bringing it straight back to those Shit. clips. Her hair style that she has gone with is... They really it... like to part her hair They've done very far to the side. Oh, boy. And I think she might have triangle head. As a sufferer of triangle head, I understand. What's triangle head? (laughs) So the top of my head is Uh high. It's like pointy enough that Uh if my hair is parted directly down the middle, it it just makes my entire head look like a triangle Mm. because it comes to enough of a point and my hair naturally wants to part there, which Mm. I think speaks to the triangle nature of my head. A hairdresser once told me I had triangle head and I've never forgotten it. (laughs) Thanks, hairdresser. So perhaps Tara has triangle head and would look insane with the part in the middle, but this is also quite a choice. Well, they've done something quite cunning with her hair, (laughs) which is to take... Part of it from the left side of her head 
and flip it up over the top. And then it comes down behind her ear, but her ear is cunningly hidden by that side of her hair. But then, of course, they've taken too much hair away from the other side. So she's got one ear out. It's just, it's a strange hairstyle that gets stranger the more I look at it. Yeah. Hmm. Clip watch. I did not notice. I will never notice. Yeah, I, I've i given up. <laughs> but I, I mean, I got it, so it's good. Right, Crisis so Don gets this book, and then she's like, oh, I need to find more books about how to... Because it's a history book. It's not like a how to revive your dead mom book. But it's it, like, it oh, has here are the... Yeah. yeah, here are the how to revive your dead mom books. <laughs> Maybe Giles has some, in parentheses. You know, Re- so re-mummification. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> she's being mummified a little bit. Yes. Mm. <laughs> okay, so Dawn's gonna go dust the books in the magic box, and <laughs> oh, they're so dusty. She just she's just dusting them all. It's the most suspicious book it's cleaning so I've ever suspicious. seen. Oh, Anya's yeah. so displeased to have Dawn trying to muscle in on her job. <laughs> oh, she hates it. And uh, we get a first as Dawn starts her long career of stealing shit. Oh, yeah. You remember that, huh? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, she's a klepto. That's basically her season six personality. Hey, there you Woo! go. But she doesn't steal the thing with the once more with feeling that Xander <laughs> in a most hilarious turnabout. Oh, goodness. You've, that you've just ruined for the listeners. But no. <laughs> Anyway, right, so the most powerful books are kept upstairs, up the staircase that goes through literally the middle of the shop. It's so obvious. Someone is going to see her go up there, regardless of where everyone is in the shop. How do you ever, if there's another person in this shop, go up those stairs without everyone knowing that you have gone up the stairs? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Dawn is a key so maybe that makes her better at sneaking. Oh! Sneaking? Sneaking. <laughs> oh, no. I love it and hate it at the same time. It's glorious. It's a bit of a stretch, I'll admit. <laughs> Just a bit. Right. So she goes to the graveyard and at night and starts spreading shit around or like taking some grave dirt or some. She's Nonsense. doing some things that definitely look like she's trying to make a mombi. Mm-hmm, sure. Is that? Yeah. Mob zombie. No, mom zombie. Yeah. Mm, something like that. Anyway, it, it's all very suspicious. It's the worst idea in the world. <sighs> and thank God Spike shows up to talk some sense at her. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to be the sensible one here. Uh, maybe not at all. Oh. He's like, don't do it that way, Don. Let's go talk to the super scary guy instead. Oh, that'll be great. I mean, no, he's totally on the up and up. Nothing suspicious here. I really liked the brief interlude of the G-Man playing some prog rock in his sad apartment as he tries to get over this. And it's like a really short scene. I expected it to go somewhere. And it really doesn't. Well, he's playing the song that him and Joyce listened to in Band Candy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that in itself is pretty powerful. I loved it. I thought it was great. It's just, I mean, we all know how good Tony is at acting without saying anything. This really speaks to that. So yeah, Spike's gonna take Dawn to some bloke for resurrection help and... 
He doesn't want Buffy to know at all, which is good because she would kill him. She, oh, absolutely. <laughs> she would stake the fuck out of him. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to go see this dude and it'll be all good. Brief glory interlude because Ben fucked up the job. Oh, he but just, uh, yeah. Glory is wearing a kick-ass zebra dress. So obviously we all, both have a picture of this. Uh, yeah. I've called it all hail. Yours is so much better. It's such a delightful dress. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh my god. Oh, this is fantastico. This is just I'm gonna go out there and say it the best animal print dress we have <laughs> ever seen on this show. I it will stand C. by that. <laughs> A sea of animal print clothing. Okay, so Glory surprisingly cares about her gross, stupid minions, at least somewhat. Because she's like, where's Jinx? He should be back by now. She's freaking out about the fact that Jinx is not here. And then when she does show up, she's like, who hurt you? I'm gonna fucking destroy them. She cares insofar as these are the things that do what she wants. Mm -hmm. So she kind of needs that. Or like... Maybe it's more from the perspective of if someone's going to come and fuck with her dudes, that makes her look bad. True. You can't step to them without her stepping to you. Yes. Step up to the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All the youth lingo that we know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Throw it down also. (laughs) Here comes my fun fact of the episode. So as Glory is pacing around her apartment being like, where's Jinx? There's some new minion because they murdered Dreg for no good goddamn reason. Why did they do that? Why did they do that? Anyway, there's this new guy, minion. He's real gross as per usual. And he's like, you know, we'll, we'll find him or something. His name is Merc. And do you know who plays him? No. I don't know the actor's name. I could look it up, but I'm too lazy. He is the peppy waiter who works at tchotchkes in office space and has so many pieces of flair. He is Brian, <laughs> the model tchotchkes employee. Uh, well, that's He does very the finger fun. guns at people. Yeah. Wow. His name is Todd Duffy. Uh-huh. Okay. Sounds like a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Well, that's fun. I yeah, no, I never would have guessed that in a million I, years. I heard this guy's voice and I was like, I know you. Oh. I know you from something. From something. What do I know you from? <laughs> yeah, I think like his IMDb credits list is Office Space at number one, right? Something else at number two and then Buffy at number three. Yeah. So I'm like, oh boy, you have not had a very varied career. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't seem that he has. I mean, I'm he's a uh, he's got stuff as recently as 2016. Okay, yeah, some, he might have a job on the side as well as being an actor. Happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, he's delightful. I loved it, and I was super happy to see him. Right, Jinx comes back. He's only been stabbed a little bit, and. <laughs> He tells Glory all the stuff and she's pretty pissed about everything. No, she's elated because now she knows about the key being a person. Yeah, but she's pretty pissed about Ben, like, trying to, you know, work against her all the time. That's not super good. But there's, like, there's nothing she can do about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not really. Not so good. Not so bueno. Anyway, let's uh, let's get on to the magic guy's house. This bloke that Spike knows. 
Jay Gray, super on the up and up. Spike just waltzes right the fuck in. That's not yeah, suspicious. In, into his house. And yeah. you're like, but you're a vampire. Oh, no. Hmm. Hmm. Probably the showrunners just fucked Forgot. that up. As they, actually, as they do. Yeah, well, I mean, I was watching this with my fiance and she pointed that out. And I was just like, oh, they probably just fucked it up. It's a TV show. It's fine. But... Hmm. Probably not. And now, Michaela, this is actually going to bring us into our uh, our second segment because we will learn that Jay Gray is not necessarily a uh, an upstanding human. He's uh, he's some sort of lizard man, or <laughs> I mean, you could rephrase that as uh, juvenile reptilian male, also known as reptile boy. Here are true facts about the Chameleon. What is it? The chameleon? Hmm. That word really looked like it was going to be more fun to say. Oh, God. That was such a long walk. <laughs> yep. Wow. We got another reptile boy in here, folks. It's like you It's like you want him to be a snake. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's he's pretty <laughs> snake-like, though. Andy? Perhaps you'd like to see how snake-like I can be. He is pretty snaky, yeah. <laughs> he's very lizardy, at the very least. At the very least. He, he's pretty snaky. He definitely has a lizard quality about him. Well, he's got a tail. That's like a, that's a tell, you know. Yeah, it's and he's not giving off the most uh, welcoming vibes. I don't know. It's like a mix between being welcoming and just being so suspicious while he's doing it. Well, he grabs some hair off of Donnerino's head and he looks at it under the lamplight to check out <laughs> how her DNA looks. And you're kind of thinking, yo, get that hair back from him. Don't let this oh, dude yeah. have your hair. Oh, oh, definitely don't tell him your true name. Oh, my God. <gasps> okay, yeah. So and like he's... anyone who doesn't want your money, you should be suspicious of. Mm, very suspicious. So he tells Don very helpfully that in order to get her mom back, all she needs is an egg from some sort of super dangerous demon. Then you summon her with an image of the deceased, and then after a while she'll come back and you can bing, destroy bing, her boom. by destroying the image, you know? Boom. He's describing something that sounds a lot like a zombie, and he's yeah. talking about how it's not going to appear immediately, but she will come to you, much yeah. like a zombie might. Yeah. It's pretty obviously going to be a zombie. Oh, man. Yeah. Got another, uh, what was that zombie episode that we had before? Dead Man's Party. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dead Man's Party. That's a classic Dead Man's Party situation right there. Also pretty Joyce heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe get some Pam back in here. Oh, no, Pam died. <laughs> <laughs> she died pretty badly with like a shovel through her face. It, through her face. Yeah. 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 No funeral she ain't for coming Pam. back. Oh, no. Definitely not open casket. Oh boy. Oh, horrific. <laughs> okay, so let's go get this fucking egg from the Gora demon. That'll be fine. Spike's gonna help. It's gonna be great. I have a lot of problems with this demon. The Gora demon? They find it so easily. Dawn's just doing everything <laughs> so quickly because, like, they need to do this whole monkey's paw bullshit nonsense. Yes, they need and... to do the monkey's paw bullshit. <laughs> but they also have to, like have the emotions around this so they can't take any time building this up so yeah they like walk out the door and they're like ah here is the entrance to the gora demon's cave 
don't come with me, Don. And Don's like, I will come with you because I'm making bad decisions this episode. And then, like, for some reason, Don snatches an egg, right, as Spike is, like, axing this thing in the yeah. neck. One of its three necks. It's a, a three-headed demon. And then she, like, drops it, and you're like, what? Why? Why? Why did that happen, though? It's a big waste of time that they could have spent doing, I don't know, spreading this out, like, not having the pacing be what it is. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you after only point one of your Gora demon. <laughs> it's this gigantic, I want to say three-headed dinosaur that yep. they walk down into a cave for two minutes to find. Uh-huh. So, like, this has never come up before. This thing's just living here. What's yep. it eating? Yeah. A lot of stuff. Like, it's, it's going to make more Gora demons, apparently, because it's, it's laying, laying eggs. eggs. So there has to be at least a second one. Isn't that yeah. how making things works? Life finds Fuck a way. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the whole Gora demon thing is, it's just pretty garbage. And, like, Spike gets, like, a little bit mauled, but then he's got a vampire healing factor, according to the wiki, so I'm sure that'll just be fine. That's true. Yeah, no, it takes a big old bite of him, and it's like, ugh, vampires taste gross. So, like, it just, it doesn't do anything. This whole fumbling the first egg nonsense is just crap. It's garbage. So, this is an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There has to be an action scene, right? Right. And there has to be some sort of peril for them to have, you know, a bit of a time getting this whole egg. But this demon must not be cheap. It's, right? It's like a big three-headed thing, like... Yeah, this was not them reusing some shit that they had lying around, like an old snake costume. <gasps> or was it three snake costumes tied together? Oh, shit. <laughs> Crack it. That's called a triple threat that's in the biz. A, yep, that's what that is. So, yeah, like... This demon is just very confusing. Its existence is confusing. I... Ugh. But we don't have time to dwell on that because Dawn's just gonna go do magic in her own damn house. And you're like... Zap, zap. Why are you doing it in your own house? Like, she could literally do it anywhere. Buffy, this is the most likely place for Buffy to find this happening. You know, you know where Buffy's not gonna go? Spike's crypt. Sure, maybe a different part of the graveyard, maybe your school, anywhere. Like, you could do this right beside the grave. You were already gonna do this basically there. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, she does it in the house, because that seems great. Uh, right, then we have Tara and Willow doing this whole thing, where Tara's either trusting or stupid. Gotta call the buffster about this. Buffy finds Dawn, and... Dawn has all these emotions that I understand. It's a very emotional time. But, like, once you've just done something of this stupid magnitude, you're like, oh, no, I, I don't I don't feel any of this anymore. You, you got this emotional trubs, but you summoned a zombie in your house. And it's just that sort of thing that it could all have been avoided if she had just tried to talk to Buffy about her feelings. Mm-hmm then maybe she wouldn't have needed this outlet of, I'm going to do this incredibly dangerous magic. What if she had listened to literally anyone in this episode other than Willow? Including the weird lizard man who yeah. was like, yo, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't do it. When this creepy dude is like, you know, I wouldn't do this if I were you. That's just me, though. I'm going to give you all the ways to do it but you know you probably shouldn't you should listen to him maybe well yeah he's like 
oh, are either of you super powerful witches? They're like, uh, you've done a lot of powerful magic before. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's just like, okay, well, on your own head, fucking be it. Everyone keeps saying how people tend to not come back the same. Yep. That, that's what happens in the vast majority of these cases. Mm-hmm. Tara really says some very insightful things. Yeah. She does a very good job of trying to convince Don that, like, this just isn't possible. And then you've got Willow there doing whatever she's doing, ruining everything, I guess. <sighs> anyway, so Buffy finds this out. She's mad at Don. Don's mad at Buffy because she doesn't care enough to bring a horrible zombie version of her mother back to... <laughs> A terrible unlife. And then the, the knock on the door after you see the silhouette through the curtains. And then Buffy wants to go see her mother. I really liked when she just went like, my mom's back. I want that. Yes. I don't care what Don's just done. I want this to be true. And goes to the door. Good, well, good touch. She, yeah. She's trying so hard to be the adult and she doesn't know how to do it. And the the idea that like, maybe I don't have to is just, it's too much for her to resist that, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually was like very affected by the scene they had together where they were yelling at each other where then Buffy starts to break down. Mm-hmm. I thought well, they it was, both start crying. Yeah, yeah, it was very well done. Good job, uh, SMG. And yeah, Don tears up the picture just in time, like very monkey paw, with this knock on the door and the person going to open it, and then just in the nick of time, the thing is reversed. You're like, oh. So yeah, they okay. absolutely, they quote monkey's paw as being uh, an inspiration. For yes, this. an inspiration. <laughs> we stole it, but we uh, can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> And then the episode, the end of the episode is just the two sisters crying and hugging each other. And Buffy's looking at her sister. Yay. And that's, that's what we got. Michaela, did you like this episode? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I I was bored through a it's lot of it. It's pretty boring. So, yeah, like I said, two things happen. Thing one, Glory finding out that the key is a person is mm-hmm. a very big win for Glory. Because True. like she says, she had literally no idea what she was looking for before (laughs) this and very much had in her head that it was an object right Mm -hmm. which was clever of the monks because yeah you're not gonna jump to maybe the key's a person right and then yeah we have this continuation i suppose of willow not being very good at respecting the price of magic i guess Uh, yep yep those are the two things that happened Yep. No, I uh, I didn't really care for this one. You gotta have it, though. Yeah. You gotta have something after the body. And they kind of wrote themselves into a corner of, like, let's do a couple depressing episodes. Yeah. Because, yeah, you have to have some resolution. Mm-hmm. And if Buffy's role in this episode is that she is trying to deal with these new responsibilities that her mother's death has put on her, then it is kind of hard to have her fighting some monster of the week off, right? Yeah, and there's only one other character in this show. So they had to have Dawn (laughs) take up the reins. No, it's good to have Dawn's perspective on things. And like, obviously she's the likely candidate because she also lost her mother. (laughs) But she does a really dumb thing that everyone tells her not to do. And it, it's just another situation like when the council came where I'm like, I'm waiting the entire time for the obvious resolution. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not a fun experience. That's a frustrating experience. Yeah, like, you know that the episode isn't going to end with, like, now Joyce is a zombie. Won't that be fun, everyone? <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> they, like, they get her back. They're so happy. And then, like, two episodes later, they're like, this is the worst. What did we do? She's starting to smell. I feel like it's sort of a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing where they keep getting into situations where they have to hide the fact that she's a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be a fine episode. I'd like be her, okay her, with that. Her foot keeps falling off. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, okay. God. Uh, before we get to the teaks, who won this episode? Hmm. Glory. Glory won. Oh, well, oh of well, course. Yeah, yeah. That took way too long. Jesus. Glory also was wearing the most fabulous zebra dress of all time. So There we go. She, so she wins she, she, the like episode and wins. wins at fashion. Yeah. yeah. Michaela Teeks titled this episode the one where Dawn tries to bring Joyce back to life. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> the one with the Gora demon. Nope. You're still not in the right realm. <laughs> 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 the one with the funeral? Yes! There hey! you go. <laughs> uh, Took me a while, but I got there. I mean, it's so so many fewer words than Teeks normally likes to use, right? Mm. So that well, makes I'm it never tough. sure. Because I was mm. thinking about this and I was like, the one where Dawn tries to bring <laughs> Joyce back from the dead. Like, it's so many words. But also, yeah. Teeks has gone real wordy in the past. Yeah. You never know. No, it's happened, right? Like, it's a, it's a wild card. I like this episode, but I will never love it. And that is mainly because they killed off Joyce, which brought the series to a new theme of Buffy having to be Dawn's guardian. But I loved Joyce, and I was sad that they actually killed her. In this episode, Buffy has to organize funeral services for her late mother, Joyce. Angel unexpectedly comes into town to support Buffy. Meanwhile, Dawn is very upset, understandably, and finds a book at Willow and Tara's dorm room, and with the help of Spike, she tries to bring her mother back to life. <laughs> I don't That's know if I really half. telegraphed all of those the commas? commas. Yeah. Oh, you did a good job. Good. Was there a comma after Willow? Yeah. Between Willow and Tara's? <laughs> Willow, comma, and Tara's dorm room, That's comma. not how commas work. <laughs> oh, fuck. And with the help of Spike, comma. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's so many ands. Oh, this one sentence has three ands in oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> and five commas. No, six. <laughs> six commas. <laughs> Delightful. Worst part of the episode... The fact that Joyce is actually dead. There is no best part. It's just bad. Obviously not. Now, one thing that I really liked from that is that <laughs> Teek says that this is when Buffy... You got a new theme of Buffy being Dawn's guardian. But no, she was literally Dawn's guardian because Dawn's the key. The key. She's the guardian of the key. Yeah. Like she already was in a very real sense Dawn's guardian before Especially this. with Joyce being very sick. Like y Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is not the start of that theme, but I mean, you got enough commas to back up your argument, so I can't can, argue with it. What can we do? What do you think the rating is? Uh, this sounds like a solid 7 out of 10? Absolutely. Yeah. Which I there think means it's still rated higher than Phases. Mm, yeah, Phases was a 6. <laughs> solid 6, yeah. God, Teeks hates Oz, except that Teeks doesn't hate Oz, and yeah, we know nothing. I don't even know nothing. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know either. We are garbage. Yeah. No, Faces was a much better episode than this. Yeah. <laughs> Things happened. It's fine. So then I believe we're talking about next episode. Yeah. Next episode is called Intervention. Uh. 
So I'm going to tell you what the episode's about. I know it's your favorite thing. You're going to lie to me. Yes. The Scooby gang is upset <laughs> that Spike is so obsessed with Buffy and decide to have an intervention to try to get him to back off. Okay. So you could have at least done like a passable job with this and told <laughs> me that they are alarmed at Spike's alcoholism. <laughs> And that they have an intervention for him. You can have uh, an intervention for anything. Yeah, I know. But that's a more believable one. Uh-huh. Anyway, you did a bad job. Or maybe Giles takes t- turns to drink <laughs> after his lover has uh, departed this mortal coil. That would be quite a twist. Yeah, that'd be a... Really <laughs> out of nowhere. That'd be such a down episode. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like the third in a row, obviously. Yeah, good. Oh, boy. Okay, well... I'm looking forward to finding out what that is actually about next episode, because I mm-hmm. I have no idea what intervention <laughs> might be. It gives nothing away. It's great. I, I know nothing. Yeah. At all. Okay, well, until then, that'll be a lot of fun. You can reach out to us via email, beyondvanu.hellmouth at gmail.com. All of our pictures, all five from this week, will be up on the Facebook page. Just search, search Welcome to the Hellmouth. There's seven. I have five. Oh, right. Of course. Uh, this episode will be up on the reddit that's buffy.reddit.com and if you'd like to reach Michaela or I personally you can find us on wire which is an encrypted messaging app fully compliant with GDPR that their new fancy European regulations I'm on there at wearing a wire Michaela I'm on there at why are you still talking to me very nice and until next time farewell from from the the hellmouth Hellmouth. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. How do we know the names? We are the people that you find. Whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth.